When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ah, Derm, there's a massive game of NBL action this evening. The two Melbourne teams are going to throw down in the throwdown. Uh, Melbourne United, who've got to back up off a devastating loss on Monday night. Devastating loss on Monday night where Perth scored eight points in 36 seconds to steal the game. How do you lose that? Uh, I'm not sure. We might ask our next guest because Melbourne United play the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix uh, this evening at John Kane Arena. And Melbourne United's CEO, Nick Trulson, has been good enough to join us. Nick, thanks for jumping on uh, a few hours out from the game. Yeah, thanks, Josh and Dermot. Um, yeah, as you said, in the lead-up, massive game for us tonight. Um, Throwdown number 20 between the two teams, and it's such a great rivalry between the Crosstown rivals. So, um, yes, we're trying to get over Monday. There's not much <laughs> you can do. And as you both know, being uh, having done it in the past, you, in sport you get the opportunity to make amends and, you know, we'll be out there doing that in front of our fans tonight. How how have the group been able to pick themselves up? Now, clearly, you know, you're not necessarily hands-on with them on court uh, from day to day, but you would have, you see the guys and you speak with Dean Vickerman and, and the coaching staff. How did they uh, take that loss and get over that loss? Because it's a pretty quick turnaround. Monday night in Perth, you suffer that loss and you've got to back up for what is, you know, one of your biggest games of the regular season. Yeah, I mean, we, we did play Saturday night. We beat Brisbane here at John Kane Arena and then straight on the plane Sunday to Perth and then played Monday night. Um, not much time to turn around first, 7 o'clock a.m. Perth time, back on the plane, back to Melbourne. So, um, yeah, pretty tough on the players and the coaching group to, to get their heads around a game that we had, like you said, right to the end and, you know, five points up with 10 seconds left to have two threes put on you was uh, was pretty devastating for everyone. But, um it also showed it was the second game with our full roster for the season. Mm. So we, we feel like now with our full roster, um, you know, we've got a chance to start, you know, stringing some wins together and we have to do it with the, with the season already halfway over. We're, uh, we're up against it a bit, but we're, we're excited about tonight. And, you know, we play Sunday and we've got our open air game here next Friday night um, to look forward to as well. So three big games, but if we can get, on, get back on the winning list tonight, you know, it puts us back in the hunt. So, Nick, eyes forward. We're looking out through the front windscreen now. Uh, what happens tonight and how's prep going? What crowd can we expect? Yeah, Dermot, we expect probably up to about 7,000. We're up 27% in crowds this year. It's been phenomenal just coming off COVID and, you know, seeing the really the resurgence of basketball um, on yeah. the back of the boomers winning both the men's and women's bronze medals. I think there's a the game itself in a really good position. Um we did have two sellouts against the Phoenix, our first home game against them, and then theirs. So both teams are, you know, getting that rivalry going. But there's so much competition on, as you know, leading into Christmas. And whether it's even Christmas parties, but, you know, we had Billy Joel up against us on Saturday night. Um, there'll be lots of things else going on with Big Bash starting as well. But, you know, we expect there'll be a pretty uh, big crowd tonight. But, um, yeah, they're 2-1 up in this series. So we play each other four times in the throwdown. So... It'd be nice to square the ledger tonight and get it back to two and one. Yeah, you took on two, Billy. Two and two, sorry. Yeah, you took on Billy Joel. I don't think he's too good at layups or from the <laughs> the, the, the free throw line. He certainly but... can't dunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was. We were chatting to Corey last night. Homicide, 
And he said there's two jobs he would never, ever, ever take. One was the head coach and one's the CEO of a basketball team. How do you find it? And has that role changed over the duration? Oh, I mean, we're super lucky and I'm lucky. I've been in the job for 18 months coming out of AFL footy for 15 years and um, having some like Dean Vickerman, probably the you know the longest-serving coach in the NBL, has been great for me. Um, you know, having won two of the last five championships, we've got such a great core of coaches um, to lean on. Um, so yeah, for me, I'm loving the opportunity, and, and the game itself is growing. But uh, very lucky to have someone like Dean. But you know, also Justin Shaw and Reese Carter and D Mac um, as assistant coaches as well. You know, we've got a you know a blend of experience and. Even Dave Barlow, who was going to be a coach, but came yeah. <laughs> back to play when we lost uh, Ariel Huckporty to a season-ending Achilles at the start. So we've got a lot of experience there, but um, we're also lucky, and good for you guys to know, Shay Ely plays his 100th game for Melbourne United tonight. Um, but on Sunday, when we play, Chris Golding plays 400th game in the NBL, and Brad Newley plays game 300. So wow. two great mates, sort of B1 and B2. We sort of call them a bit like that, but... Um, yeah, so having that experience also helps um, when you're, you're relatively new in the game. Nick, you mentioned you know it's moving time for you guys because you're six and eleven. You're just outside the play-in uh, tournament brackets, but you, you're about to embark on a really difficult period of your schedule because you can't play any home games at John Kane whilst the Australian Open's on. Is there any? Are you working on a workaround on that? Is this just going to be something you're going to have to put up with? Is there any way around it? Because as far as I can uh, see, this is a significant uh, disadvantage, a competitive disadvantage for both you guys and the Phoenix, not being able to play any home games throughout January. Yeah, it's a really good point. Funny enough for this season, most there's been an incredible uh, win results for the away team. So, you know, last year we went on the road at the same time and, and strung together eight wins. And I think that galvanising part of playing away and being away together can some, can sometimes help. But, you know, 13 home games out of your 14 before Christmas has made it, you know, pretty tough on even on the staff just uh, doing that all together. But at this stage, we're looking at, you know, is there some in, um, regional opportunities? Um, you know, Ballarat and Bendigo are good examples of that where if you could slide a, a game or two in January, that might... Um, you know, break it up a little bit. But, um, you know, we've done pretty well in the past of having to deal with it. And, um, you know, it's something for the short term we still have to uh, get our heads around. But um, first things first, it's it's tonight. And um, I just want to also mention, I got here early today, along with the Phoenix and the Vixens Tennis and Melbourne Park, we just launched the Ingalls Century Room upstairs. So Joe and Renee Ingalls, of course, Australian yes, ba- yep. uh, basketball and netball um, legends, you know, they've put their money behind opening up a sensory room for, for people to make it, you know, a really welcome environment here. So, you know, on and off court, I think um, everyone's doing everything they can and it's great to see crowds back. A, a little broader question about the, the recruitment in Australia and how you scan your eye over the local landscape. I had the opportunity once to go to the Suns, Phoenix, yep. and yep. they showed us through their facility. And at my height, it was still a stretch. It was about two and a half metres off the ground, like the old hand dryers mm. where you press the button and the air comes out. It was two and a half metres <laughs> off the ground. And I said to our guide, what's that doing up there? And he said, if you can't dry your hair under that, we're not interested. No, no keen on you. So, I mean, that's not the case in Australia. If, if you're good and you're local and you don't happen to be 205 plus centimetres, you guys still look at them, don't you? Oh, 100%. And you look across all your different positions on the court, you know, especially the point guards, 
you know, they're, you know, you look at Paddy Mills from an Australian point of view and, yeah, we had Matty Delavadova last year and that position is about going back to the NBA. But I think for us as at Melbourne United, we're so proud of being a destination club with Jock Landale, Delhi, and Jack yeah. White all in the NBA now. Um, I think that's a great thing for Australian basketball is the NBL is now truly seen as that second best league in the world. And, you know, we might not be able to, we've, our pay structures have improved out of sight too. And, um, you know, hopefully now on the other side, the 15-year-old boys and girls, hopefully they're starting to think, Actually, instead of going down the football side, maybe the basketball side is a, you know, there's a great opportunity to play in the NBL and hopefully get to the NBA. But um, there's there's eyes on us. We've got scouts here every game now from the league and the NBA, and yeah. um, there's a lot of teams talking to us about how they can get more eyes here. And um, whether you're a local Australian New Zealand player wanting to get the NBA or or, or players from Europe or America um, seeing us as a league to get them to that um, that's the top stage in the NBA, we're going to continue to drive that. So. Good question, Dermot. I think uh, it's quite, you know, we've got a couple of seven-footers in our team and then, uh, you know, you've got a couple of six-footers, but a lot in between. Yeah. Well, and Nick, yeah, you don't have to be six-foot-eight, but it certainly helps if you are. <laughs> uh, good luck tonight against the Phoenix and uh, thanks good for luck, joining mate. us uh, here on The Run Home. Uh, thanks for your support, guys. That is Melbourne Cheers, United CEO Nick Trulson. Now, before you throw to a break, we were chatting before I said we say... Frankston, yes. you say Swanhill, yeah, Swanhill. One that, word. That H sort of goes missing well, a it's bit. The, it's Swanhill, the, the space bar. You yeah. don't have to press it. <laughs> yes, yes. Swanhill. We're getting some good calls. We're getting some good. Yeah, you you spotted one here, JJ. Yeah. Yeah. Kahuna. Yeah, just Kahuna. <laughs> Not Kahuna. You just Kuna. take the H out. The biggest. Yeah, triple zero, triple now, O. Yes, Kahuna. They'll be able to. Our our friends and family on the forty wings temper text will be able to let us know. It's so Kuna, 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 the Kangas play in the footy league that I come from. I am of the belief it's the largest football ground in Victoria. So let us know. Am I right? Because I think I am, but I think the Kuna, Kuna, Geelong should be the longest. Longest. Certainly the skinniest. Yeah. I but I believe uh, the Kuna Recreation Reserve is wow. the biggest. Football ground in Victoria. Am I right? 043-98-1116. We need to get to a quick break. And on the other side, plenty more unbelievably great radio.